Welcome to Sacred Sunday on Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. I hope you like my choice of music today. These are local friends, members of the Swanson family, our local liturgical version of the family Von Trapp singers. They are accomplished evangelical Christian worshipers, and they also are champions of the ecumenical spirit on which I focus today. My friend Al is a Protestant minister who converted to Catholicism. I saw him this morning at a local church that for more than a century had been Episcopalian, but in 2012 came into communion with the Catholic Church. There is a special liturgy approved by the Vatican that incorporates elements of Episcopal worship into a Catholic Mass. After the service, Al and I were visiting about some of the trials and tribulations of the Catholic Church. I said something you have heard me say. God must be in it. There's no way the Catholic Church and all of Christianity could have survived all of the self-inflicted wounds over two millennia without God to keep it going. Al shared an apocryphal story, one of those stories that if it isn't true, it ought to be. The story is that Napoleon became frustrated with a cardinal and threatened him with, Your Eminence, are you not aware that I have the power to destroy your Catholic Church? The cardinal is said to have replied, Your Majesty, we, the Catholic clergy, have done our best to destroy the Church for the last 1,800 years. We have not succeeded, and neither will you. I told Al I was going to use that, so there it is. I felt hope coming out of that service today. I believe Catholics, Protestants, and Jews will end up on the same page someday. It may be the last day, better late than never. I'm optimistic because of the overtures commonplace today that were considered impossible and unthinkable generations ago. A few years ago, one of my daughters invited me to join her for a service at a local Jewish temple. Her Catholic high school religion class required students to attend a faith service different from their own. A Jewish classmate, yes, she had a Jewish classmate at her Catholic school. The Jewish classmate recommended the Friday evening Shabbat service in preparation for the Sabbath on Saturday. We were warmly received by the Jewish congregation. When the 500th anniversary of Martin Luther posting his challenge and sparking the Protestant Reformation was celebrated a couple of years ago, our local archbishop participated in ceremonies marking the occasion. There has been public conversation and even banter among Catholic and Protestant leaders in our community. The spirit of ecumenism is on the rise. I saw it and benefited from it a decade ago when I was immersed in the stem cell research battle in Nebraska. I was on the pro-life side, which loves stem cell research but does not want human life destroyed at the embryonic stage to harvest stem cells. The good news is that all the success in stem cell research has come from non-embryonic sources of stem cells. One of the best things about that experience was the way people of faith ignored and rose above whatever separates various denominations of Christianity and joined forces with joyful zeal. We had no choice. The University of Nebraska system plus Planned Parenthood and the entire array of pro-choice forces were aligned against us. We on the pro-life side could not afford the luxury of theological dissension. That's one advantage of engaging in battle on a major issue. Pettiness must be left behind if you expect to succeed. 
I don't mean to dismiss valid doctrinal differences among denominations, but when you are in the secular political arena fighting against what are sometimes demonic forces, you had better stick together and keep reminding yourselves of the common ground you share. It's a variation on Benjamin Franklin's assessment of the prospect for success of the new republic he was helping to build. Either we hang together or we hang separately. I hesitate to mention specific people and organizations because I don't want to slight anyone, but I have to mention Denny and Claire Hartford of Vital Signs Ministries. They are evangelical Christians with seemingly limitless passion for the pro-life cause, but they also have the compassion and intellect and sense of humor to deliver the medicine in a way that wins hearts and minds for the pro-life cause. So I came out of that experience on stem cell research optimistic about the ecumenical future. Here's my view of it. There is nothing official in this. I am not any kind of religious authority. I am just a sinner in search of salvation. But here goes. I am a practicing and devout Catholic. Keeping the faith is the number one priority in my life. I also am a frustrated and penitent Catholic. Martin Luther had a legitimate beef. There was corruption in the Catholic Church. Always has been, always will be. It's a human institution subject to the flaws of humanity, the same as any other human institution. I'm a cradle Catholic and product of Catholic schools. Along with my wife and my parents, I have worked for Catholic institutions. I have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly in the Catholic Church. And I'm not even talking about this sexual abuse scandal of recent vintage. I know Protestants who in good faith wonder why Catholics let socialist perverts run the organization. We're working on that. On the other side of the coin, Luther going nuclear and leading a breakaway movement set a destructive precedent that disagreement is justification for separation. Luther could be as autocratic, severe, and dictatorial as any pope. He had some harsh words for those who disagreed with him. As happens in marriages and families, never mind in churches and other human institutions, reasonable people are not going to agree on everything. Inevitably, within Protestantism, differences of opinion developed, which led to further subdivision of Christianity into I don't know how many denominations exist today. Divide and conquer. There's another screw tape letter in there somewhere about gleeful diabolical tempters encouraging Christians to keep subdividing and finding reasons to separate. The key is asking for forgiveness by both sides, from both sides, on both sides. Mutual forgiveness. I have mentioned that forgiveness is for me the hardest thing about being a Christian. We won't get there on our own. If we ask God to show us the path and help us follow it, then anything is possible. I congratulate leaders and parishioners in Omaha and around the world who are taking the first steps toward the reunification of Christendom. It was reassuring today to literally eat that bread and drink from that chalice. A taste of the future. I look forward to it. That's Sacred Sunday on Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. Thank you for listening. <laughs>